Welcome to Herb W. Morgan's Slaying Bulls and Bears, a podcast about economics, markets, investing, politics, and profit. Every Monday, in less than 20 minutes, Wall Street portfolio manager Herb W. Morgan distills the complex and complicated into the simple and sensical. Here's Herb now. Good morning. I'm Herb Morgan. It's Monday, November 28th, 2022. I'm uh, Senior Managing Director and Chief Investment Officer here at Efficient Market Advisors. This is my weekly economic and market commentary for the week beginning today. Um, This is available uh, as both a podcast and as a subscription-based presentation where you can see the graphs and charts that I'm referencing. Whether you are an investor or a financial advisor, this presentation is designed for you, but you're each expected to make your own investment decisions. Nothing contained in this presentation should be treated as investment advice. There are no recommendations for the purchase or sale of any securities. The information contained in here, herein is for informational purposes only. There is no advice. Even the accuracy, adequacy, and completeness of the information cannot be guaranteed. We had a great week in equity prices. Again, we've had quite a few of these of late, and of course, we're happy about it. But I do think the rally for now may have run its course. We need to see um, even further progress that the Fed is getting closer to the end. I think we're seeing some, and that's why the markets rallied off the bottom. We also came off a very oversold position. Well, after that big rally last week, year-to-date numbers are not as bad as they've been, and you can see mid-cap stocks are now actually in the single-digit negative for the year. That's not something we're usually excited about being negative, but given where we've been and how much we've rallied off the bottom, this is pleasant uh, for sure. In the world of fixed income or bonds, we have gotten to about 420, 425 on the U.S. 10-year just a few weeks ago. We're now back all the way down to under 370 on the 10-year this morning. So we've had a a rally back in both stocks and bonds in the last couple of weeks. And quite frankly, it's caused me to go kind of neutral on equities. And I'll get to that later in the presentation. You may have noticed trades in your account over the last week or so. And we'll talk about what we did there and and why we did it. Okay, Uh, economic data last week. Let's start with durable goods orders. New orders for durable goods came in at an increase of 1% in October. That was far in excess of the expectation. And it's three consecutive months uh, of gain after a very, very tiny gain four months or loss four months ago. Back out of transportation, you still had five tenths of a percent. The estimate was for flat. So a little bit of resiliency there in durable goods as we continue to move beyond uh, the reopening and the supply chain issues that plagued us uh, for much of, really for all of 21 and part of, uh, part of 22. Initial claims for unemployment now seem to be in a little bit of an uptrend. Nothing to panic. I've said all along that when you're below 300,000, you have a strong, healthy, resilient jobs market. You're not in a recession. Most people are losing their jobs. And in an economy of 300 plus million people, obviously weekly claims are going to be in this neighborhood of, you know, 233,000, which is what we got last week. But it does seem to be a slight uptrend. And when we get through 250 again here and start approaching 300, the Fed's going to have to be very, very careful about continuing to raise rates, or if they do, doing it at a much, much lower pace. Because uh, the one thing we don't want is to have uh, 
significantly higher levels of unemployment. Although the Fed's been pretty clear, they think 3.7% unemployment, where we are, is too low, and that they think that it's inflationary and that unemployment should probably be low 4% range. So it's kind of interesting to know. Um, S&P, which is the old um, market, uh, they're manufacturing PMI for the month of November. It's a preliminary report. We'll get the final report this week. Came in at 47.6, which is below the line of delineation between expansion and contraction. So, you know, here we are, the Fed started raising rates, and you can just see here, slow, steady decline in manufacturing activity, which is what they want. That is the intention. If you're going to take break the back of inflation, you have to reduce economic activity um, to do that. Question is, how long will they continue to raise rates when these numbers come in below 50? Will they tip us into recession? Of course, we don't know the answer to that. University of Michigan's November sentiment index came in at 56.8. It's a little above expectations, but you can see it's at a very low level. Most of the decline here is due to the excessive rate of inflation. You can see it's stabilizing, even coming up a little as inflationary pressures have slowly begun to back out of the economy. We had a surprise gain in new home sales um, last month. It was really kind of a surprise. Uh, October new home sales came in at a pace of 632,000. The estimate was 570. I wouldn't read much into this. I still think this downtrend is well in, in place. You've seen spikes within the downtrend before, and that's just where we are. Interest rates aren't coming down substantially anytime soon. Building costs are moderating, but also not coming down anytime soon. So uh, what was the big news last week besides the, the football and the turkey that we all enjoyed? Uh, it was really the Fed. And the Fed minutes for the last meeting were released and they said what we thought they would say. Uh, there was a strong consensus among the voting members that it was getting close to time to slow the pace of rate hikes. The vice chairman has become very vocal. Lael Brainerd is her name. She's a former MIT and I think Harvard economics professor, highly regarded uh, by her peers uh, in the world of economics. And she has been leading the charge. Uh, whereas Chairman Powell has been less likely to follow along, follow along with that view. He has been in the minority. In the end, the chair's view usually wins out. But Lael Brainerd is seen as saying, hey, we overdid it on the downside. Let's not overdo it again. We caused inflation. We need to back off. And the minutes revealed that most people agree with her. This is the quote that I pulled a number of participants observed that as monetary policy approached a stance that was sufficiently restrictive to achieve the committee's goals, meaning 2% core PC inflation, it would become appropriate to slow the pace of increase in the target rate for the Fed funds. That's now, in my opinion, that's now. In addition, a substantial majority of participants judged that a slowing in the pace of the increase would likely soon be appropriate. Uh, remember, there's no meeting in December, so there's, you know, oh, there's a meeting, sorry. There, um, what am I saying? There is, <laughs> the next meeting is, I'm looking it up, December 14th, there's no meeting in January. And as of right now, the Fed funds market is pricing in a 50 basis point, 50 basis point in December, and somewhere between 25 and 50 for February. So that's how much those rate hikes have slowed. And that's really what's given the market such a strong bid. 
That being said, uh, we still have other things to get through. It's not just about rate hikes. And so we made a move, you probably saw it in the portfolio, to reduce equity. Not crazy, you know, we don't go to cash or any of that here. We do modest uh, increases and decreases in weights. Sometimes we'll do a little sector play or a country play or an opportunistic play. But our view was it was time to reduce our overweight to equity, to get it in neutral. We are, um, you know, been ahead of benchmarks um, for the core portfolios this year. Um, equity has really helped with that. And we see the fair value along with a lot of other folks in the business uh, for the S&P at about 4,000. And that's where we are, we're at 4,000 on the S&P 500. Part of the reasons earnings have held up uh, so well this year is because energy prices were sky high. Uh, now energy prices are coming down. So that's going to be further pressure on earnings. Uh, I do think that as we get into December uh, and before the January earnings season, you're going to see continued number of companies guide lower pre-report, pre-announced things. Um, and earnings estimates in, in the you know, research that I follow in the Bloomberg terminal as an example are continuing to get, continuing to get revised lower. So we took that uh, neutral for us, by the way, if you're in the conservative tilt, it means you're a little below uh, benchmark and equity. If you're in the moderate tilt, you're at benchmark. If you're aggressive tilt, you're still a little above. But uh, we took that money and we put it into a, a cash-like vehicle. That's the one to three month treasury bill ETF. And the symbol is BIL. Um, that's all 100% treasuries, no more than a three month maturity. Uh, it's not technically a money market. It's not technically cash, but it's very, very close. At least the securities in there are very, very close. So we feel that'll give us some liquidity. It when and if, if the market corrects further, we've got a little liquidity. Or if uh, rates go higher, we've got a little liquidity that could be moved into the longer end of the bond curve as well. Speaking of the stock market, there's a quick graph of the S&P 500. I think uh, everybody got excited here in November when, um, when equities went above the 50-day moving average. You can see that here. That's the blue line went above that. And that blue line has stopped going lower. Okay, so that's a positive. But what you need next is you need to go above your 200-day moving average, which is this orange line here, and you need your 50 back up there too. So long way to go before we're ready to say all is clear on the equity front. So we thought it was appropriate to get a little more neutral. So, okay, moving along. Lots of economic data this week. The week after Thanksgiving, we've got the beginning of the new month of December. So let's talk about it. We've got home prices in the form of FHA and Case-Shiller tomorrow, conference board, uh, consumer confidence on Tuesday. Expect declines in house prices, expect confidence to be, you know, what we got from Michigan last week. The two big jobs reports, November's um, ADP expected we added 198,000, and then on Friday we'll get the Bureau of Labor Statistics, about the same, expecting about 200,000. Third quarter GDP revision, looking at 2.8. Personal consumption, Core PCE, wholesale inventories, pending home sales, Chicago manufacturing expected to be in contraction, job openings coming lower but still very high at 10.2. Beige book for that December 14th meeting that I drew a blank on a minute ago. Um, we've got um, the final PMI for manufacturing from S&P and ISM, both expected to show contraction. Auto sales, 14.6 million, and then the jobs report as I mentioned earlier, and unemployment at 3.7. As I mentioned too, the Fed kind of thinks 
four and a half percent is a good number. Four and a quarter to four and a half is a good number for unemployment. So uh, I think there's a little bit more, a little bit more rockiness ahead in the financial markets. Um, doesn't mean you should try to time that or any of those things. It just means be ready for it and accept it. It's part of the process. Uh, we're going to get us to that, back to that inflation and back to growth um, in, in the U.S. economy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Slaying Bulls and Bears. If you'd like to download the slides for this week's podcast, go to www.efficient-portfolios.com and join our mailing list. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, rate us online, and share with a friend if you found this helpful. See you next week.